someone told me that once you turn 40 you're you're always the oldest person in any group once you turn 40 so i guess we're visiting a nursing home (laughs) (laughs) welcome to pick up your sticks where we talk about why gaming matters with your hosts brett lindley and walker near i'm brett and this week we're clearing out walker's gaming library with some time in wow classic thoughts on crowfall and maneater if you want to support Pick Up Your Sticks, you can buy us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi.com slash P-U-Y-S-Pod. Hey, what's going on, Walker? What's got you picking up your sticks this week? I'm playing World of Warcraft again. So, like... <laughs> four seconds it like just the intro like i yeah i thought about saying anything else first then i was like no i'm just gonna this it I can't be faster thought, unless i introduce the episode about I, what i was gonna play i thought that you were just gonna say wow just the word just the very first word out of you. so you still have a margin to beat okay you still, okay. there's still like okay. you gotta you can beat five seconds right the tool assisted speed run shows there's still improvement <laughs> i get right. it i get it that's right I we just it. put it if if you do the intro then you can really right right and you could just wow like i'm walker and yeah <laughs> i can yeah i can introduce my own talking points that'll be good um yeah so uh burning crusade classic which is the first expansion for world of warcraft is now out and uh i am i I, I, I certainly plan to talk about the game uh, in my experience. I just and I, I, I've probably said this in another episode, but I. I just can't get over that we're literally <laughs> just reliving the release cycle of a game that still exists. Like, if, <laughs> right. like, if it, like still if, getting releases, right? Like if Star Wars Galaxies like re-released or something like that would be cool. more understanding heroes and villains. Yeah. Like, like something that was a, a dead MMO that's resurrected. It'd be like, Oh, okay. I, I get it more. Um, but no, at one sub actually, and you can play, play the retail <laughs> release and the classic <laughs> release. Um, and I'm interested to see where it actually, how far it goes. I mean, so Warcraft three is kind of the, um, the starting point story-wise of world of warcraft i mean and i guess warcraft 2 sets up warcraft 3 that's fair that's fair i just certainly then i guess what i mean is i guess all i meant was just that like where warcraft 3 ends is where world of warcraft begins right that's true there's like there's some time between two and three not it's not a huge amount like a lot of the characters are set up in two i don't Mm. think any characters set up in one i'm not even sure if there are i think there there's not or any named units in one but in two you the heroes didn't do a lot different from the regular units they're beefier um but yeah like there was you know arthas and uh i i don't know you would know a lot more of the other characters than i would but some of the characters <laughs> right one well, of so, the elfo ladies i don't know <laughs> so arthas is exactly the who i was going to bring up and the reason i mentioned it because the Arthas storyline doesn't get wrapped up until the second expansion, which right. is Wrath of the Lich King, which right. is Arthas. So there's a lot of speculation that they will go to that point and that will be like the the WoW Classic trilogy. Right. Would be up through then because the game, I mean, the truth is, is that Burning Crusade streamlines the game a lot f- from where 
the original WoW was, and Burning Crusade, or excuse me, uh, Wrath of the Lich King took it a lot farther away from even where Burning Crusade was. But then the expansion after that was Cataclysm, which <laughs> is aptly named because they redid they the ent- everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they re- they redid the world. They they took that time because it was, I mean, eight years later, I think, right. something like that, uh, after the original release. So they went back and redid the starting zones, uh, the entire one to sixty experience, the original, you know, vanilla zones, which was cool. That's also where they completely redesigned the talent trees to, you know, it used to be there's you you have three different specs and in each spec there's 40 or 50 talent points to fill out. Mm-hmm. And then they moved away from all that at Cataclysm and, and the system that's in place now is a reflection of what changed then. Anyway, on the one hand, like I get it that it's a neat little package for it to be Wrath of the Lich King would be the the, the classic trilogy or whatever. Right. But I honestly and I just don't know why they would stop there. Like, yeah, I mean, I, that was going to be my question is like, I don't think that because then there's just going to be people that want to see the change that also because it, like there's been more changes since then that have further refined the game and redone the world and redone the skills and talents and the level caps and everything else mm-hmm. like by the time we get there, which is what going to be another two years from now, probably mm-hmm. then there's going to be another release for the main game out by then more than likely too. So, well, and I mean, and honestly, I, you know, I don't know. Cause I'm not a, I'm not a huge private server MMO player. Like right. I don't, I don't have a lot of experience in that community, so I can't speak to how they feel, but I would assume that they feel pretty good about it. I've not seen a lot of outcry of the wow classic delivered by blizzard was not authentic enough. Right. 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 So I just I, mean that they'll like keep going. Oh no, no. Yeah. That's oh, what I'm okay. kidding. Okay. My, sorry. My, my point is just that. So I think that they're actually doing a really good job of delivering what private server communities have in the past been the only ones that would do, which is offer mm-hmm. the old version. So yeah, I don't know why they, because blizzard is doing a good job of that. I don't know why they don't just continue to offer each version of the game standalone if people want it because yep. it, it and, and it's good, I think, for the community because it actually is delivered by Blizzard, right? So now you're not having to worry about does the people running the private server just disappear one day right. or are there weird security concerns with any yeah, of it's, this? It's not like Blizzard's going to be hurting for server space. I don't see why they don't just... I mean, I could see them not keeping that online permanently, and having a classic cycle of maybe five years. So like after Lich King comes out, then uh, Cataclysm releases on that standard block, right? Whatever server that was. And then a new original WoW classic spins up so that you've got like a four to six year. That way that people that now want to go back and just play through that. And then you just keep doing that until... People, the world runs out of money. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really interesting to see. Uh, I mean, it just it speaks to the popularity and success of World of Warcraft that they instead of coming out with WoW two, which is talked about for a <laughs> right. long time, like nah, we'll just do WoW again, and that's it. <laughs> to their credit, though, you know they don't make you. They're not making anyone buy the old copies right. again. Right. It's and they're not having a separate sub for it either, which is like genius and amazing. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's a good way to 
get people that maybe stopped playing sometime in the past. Mm-hmm. Now they have a subscription to retail. Now they right. would have to buy the latest version to have access to everything, but their foot's in the door at least. You know right. What I mean? Well, and people that may have been burned out on the new release and waiting for the other ones who start may not have started at the beginning, but started five years in <laughs> like mm-hmm. who, you know, may have been carried through or powered leveled through certain content just to get up to speed or whatever. Then, uh- yeah, I mean, I'm playing with people now who uh, were were too young to play vanilla or Burning mm-hmm. Crusade, and they came in at like Lich King, uh, and so to them, this is all new, right? Uh, which is is uh, yeah, mind blowing. It's weird for those of you that are not as old as we are. It's weird getting old. I'm just gonna tell you that, and <laughs> I realize is. I have got much older to get, but it's weird. It's weird because for until you get, I don't know, into your mid thirties, which is where I, the, when I finally started to be like, oh yeah, I'm not <laughs> the youngest guy anymore. <laughs> until that time, you're you're often the youngest or one of the younger people in a scenario. Mm-hmm. Someone told me that once you turn forty, you're you're always the oldest person in any group. <laughs> once you turn forty, so I guess Unless we've you're got visiting to... a nursing home, then, <laughs> <laughs> then you retain you your youth. Again. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I have to say, though, um, I am I've been pleasantly surprised by my experience with Burning Crusade. Um, you were pretty on the fence about it, weren't you? I was. It's what so. So what's super, super weird is not only has Blizzard recreated the timeline, right? <laughs> I have relived the timeline. Which is that literally in original WoW and in WoW Classic, I first started a rogue and then bailed because too grindy to level on that. And then made a druid only to get it very close to max level. And then I like I haven't played WoW Classic in a year and a half. And I was level 58 and a half when I quit and 60 is the cap. (laughs) Like when I came back like a week before Burning Crusade released, it took me an evening to get to 60. Like it was no time at all because I was that close already. Um, But anyway, in real life, well, I say in real life, the first time this happened (laughs) in the the real timeline. (laughs) In the original timeline. Yeah, in classic Walker, I... um, (laughs) I also stopped playing and then came back. It was slightly different. It was maybe a month before Burning Crusade came back, but same thing and then got to 60. So I was max level in in the original WoW, vanilla WoW, but at such a late stage in the game that I didn't really raid or do any of the in-game content at level 60 uh, and really was just there for, for Burning Crusade. And yeah, it's I, that's exactly what happened again. And I'm even playing a druid again, like the same class. Did you either. start with a rogue this yeah. time too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because no. rogue, it turns out, is my um, like I like to, as you know, I like to mess with people, mm-hmm. and the rogue is the most mess with people class there is because you can hide. So right. right, you can pick all the fights. So you only have to fight when it sucks for the other person, mm-hmm. and you, as long as you're willing to, to stealth and chill you can just avoid ever getting ganked or, you know, largely, um, which isn't possible on most of the characters. Druid also offers the stealth option. Um, but it turns out I, I just love healing, uh, in MMOs. Oh, I, nice. yeah. 
love playing group healer, uh, whether it's dungeons and PVE or if it's PVP, either way. I don't know why. I, it, <laughs> I was thinking about it yesterday. This is so weird, and I know that. I've spent an inordinate amount of my, my life uh, watching progress bars fill up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, starting at an early and I don't it's not like I'll watch an hour long download progress bar. Right. But I might catch the last five minutes. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I don't know why. I want to see the season finale of the install, you know? Yeah, it's not valuable. And I know that. Um, Like I said, I know that's really weird. Anyway, that's kind of like what playing healer is, though, (laughs) because you're not really watching what's happening. You're watching a little box of life bars, and then mm-hmm. whenever like, they get low, you click on them. <laughs> fill the progress bar back up. Like, yeah, I'm just completing downloads constantly, <laughs> and I just love it. You're um, a BitTorrent client. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I should have named my Druid UTorrent. That would have been great. Um, <laughs> no, you didn't have to be like Bear Share or something. That's fair. That's, <laughs> that, that would be better. That, you know, same, well, and a Druid Bear. No, no, exactly. Like, that's why I say no. Right, you're you're okay. the creative one. You're the creative one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and share because he oh, it's so good. It's so many levels. I know. It's so many, get a name change plate. Instead, I named my character the exact same thing I did 15 <laughs> years ago. I'm playing the same character. The only difference is when I played in Burning Crusade, I actually leveled as the the melee DPS spec Feral. Um, and this time I'm I'm leveling as Resto, the healing spec. So Ooh, otherwise big, big differences here. We're <laughs> you're taking some risks. I know. Don't don't go out of your way and have to respec later. Like I thought about it. I thought about playing any of the other eight classes or nine classes, whatever available. Um but Burning Crusade is where flight is introduced to the game. Mm-hmm. And I just can't walk away from bird form. Like, I just can't walk away from being able to press a button and turn into a bird and fly away at any time. I mean, I mean, is your are your hands disappearing? Have you altered the timeline too greatly now? Like, are you vanishing (laughs) from existence? (laughs) Do we need to go back to the future and save you? I hope I yeah, I, I hope I can. Like, I mean, it was a I mean, it was legitimately in 2007 or eight when I was playing, you know, Burning Crusade the first time. And I still have a distinct memory of on my druid rolling up on some dudes. They were, I don't know if they were, I don't know. I don't remember what they were doing, but one of them got low health. And so I took the opportunity and he was an Alliance player and I'm horde. I took the opportunity to kill him uh, at his weak moment. So him and his friends get on their mounts and start chasing me. And I mount up and run away also. And I run to the edge of a cliff and then just jump off the cliff on my mount, dismount, turn into a bird, and fly away. And they got nothing. And it's like, <laughs> that is so fun. How, like, much, that is... how much would it be worth to end up finding that same player? Oh, <laughs> heaven. In the same situation. Heaven. Yep. I still got it, son. <laughs> um. Yeah, that'd be great. But I don't know. Anyway, but so with Burning Crusade, though, um, it does a lot of things to streamline the game to just be uh, World of Warcraft original was was building off of the framework that games like Ultima, EverQuest, Dark Age of Camelot, Asheron's Call, that that those games had kind of set. Right. And Burning Crusade is when Blizzard really was like, yeah, we're just going to break a lot of the old MMO rules and just go a different direction. Right. Um, and what that really means is it it makes it so that there are paths to gear progression that don't force you to raid. 
Now to get the top gear, you either have to be rating the top end content or finishing in the top end of arena, the, the PVP. Um, but there are paths to get pretty, pretty close to that level of gear without having to do those things. Right. And original wow didn't offer that. Um, and so it, it just, it's, there's a lot less, the quests are a lot more close together. Um, the way that quests are just distributed makes a lot more sense within zones. So there's a lot less time backtracking and just traveling between quest chains. Um, and yeah, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot more opportunity to play either alone or in a small group and not just be completely behind the power curve of the people who are in big raid guilds and that sort of stuff. The other thing it does though, for rating original wow is 40 man raids, which on its face sounds cool. The problem is, is that it's actually hard to make very demanding mechanics that actually require 40 people to execute. Mm -hmm. Because if you do, you just have most groups won't ever do it because it's right. It's too much. Yeah. Right. And really everybody gets a number and it's like, all right, you have to file follow the guide for 38 and you might as well (laughs) install this macro program. That'll just push all your buttons for you. Right. If you are number 38, you need to be a cleric and have these (laughs) skills. (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, and and the truth is, is that, I mean, in, even in wow, classic this time around in, in the vanilla version by the end and not even at the end, you know, pretty early on what you had is guilds run raids with like 25 people and then sell the other 15 spots to people who uh, just get just to, get to just get them the gear. Right. Um, because you, you can do it without that many people actually, if you know what you're doing. Right. Anyway. So in, in burning crusade, they pare it down to uh, either there's one 10 man raid and then the rest of the raids are 25 man. Um, so yeah, just kind of pairs that, that size down a bit. Um, which does cause a problem socially for guilds coming from classic because they have 40 man raid rosters mm-hmm. that now you're either getting split. Yeah. Or broken into quarters for that 10 man. Right. Raid, the first one of, of the expansion. Um, but I think ultimately it does provide a, a better experience. Um, and yeah, burning crusade, man, the, the zones I think are my favorite zones in the entirety of world of Warcraft include through retail, like wow. all of the expansions. I mean, not that the other expansions don't have some cool stuff, but burning crusade has a, a zone that's just like this purple wasteland. And then within it, you just find these eco domes that are just these giant domes that you go in and there's like a jungle in huh. biome inside. That's of super there. cool. Yeah. Um, there's one zone that has enormous, mushrooms everywhere they're like it's like a mushroom forest uh there's another one that has trees but the trees have all these like crystals that emit light coming out of them pretty and yeah because it takes place on an alien world i guess i don't know it's just really really cool uh yeah really cool zone so anyway all that's just to say i'm very much enjoying my time back in burning crusade which uh was a nice not surprise because i didn't i wouldn't have done it if i didn't think i would like it some but i've liked it more than i thought i would so so how many other blasts from the past do we need to add into your wow experience to complete it? Like, do we, do we got to get, you did, it was that, did you have the truck then or did the truck come later? That green like, truck? My green pickup truck? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was much later. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Trying to trying to think of anything else that we can just, you know, help <laughs> accentuate. <here. laughs> yeah. Um I would have to go back to being a line cook. Um <laughs> Oh, okay. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Set you up with a grill. <laughs> right. I well, I mean what is interesting is um back then I remember I remember playing with people who had jobs where they worked from home and that just seemed beyond imagining. Like how could right. that be possible? Cause again, I've got to go sling. Are you, food. are you in some magic MLM thing where like <laughs> you, you say you work from home and you're going to tell people how they can make $50,000 a month? Like, right. Right. But, uh, but yeah, fast forward 15 years and I actually get to work from home in my day job too. Um, except now I, nobody's going to be impressed. <laughs> yeah. I actually also haven't played wow during work time. Like that's the thing that's different is that back then when I played wow, I, that's all I played. Like I didn't play anything for years. Uh, and now while I play it, I mean, you know, last night I still stopped and played rocket league for an evening. You know what I mean? And right, right. there's still other things that I want to play. Um, primarily the reason I'm playing WoW this time is because I have one friend specifically who that is the only thing he plays and I just don't get to hang out with him if I'm not willing right. to play WoW at this because he lives in another state and, and everything. Uh, so yeah, so it's been fun. Well, and also it's not like you're having a terrible time doing it. So No, no, right. There's I, not a woe is me to that. <laughs> like There's not, but if he wasn't playing, I don't know if I would have jumped in. Yeah. But I, again, I'm glad I did because, yes, I'm, I haven't played with him the entire time. I've played with him actually very little so far uh, and still enjoyed it a lot. So right. so that's certainly fair. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I realize I have completely dominated for 21 minutes of talking now. Did you have any question or anything to? I mean, I mean, I, I asked a few questions along. OK, way, you know. OK, um, OK. I mean, is so like even though you're doing kind of the same character and class and leveling scheme and picking up and putting it down scheme and really just everything else, uh, are you doing, is there anything that you find yourself trying to experience that maybe you didn't before? Like, I mean, this is, I know this is a no, but are you like reading the quests that you're taking or? No, I'm not reading the quest. Um, <laughs> it was a shot. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you had an opportunity to, I you did, know, yeah. to go back and re re like re redeem yourself of your sins, you know. No, I know the same to... sins. Second time around, same sins. I've tried to read WoW quests before. The truth is, though, man, is like you do so many quests. Right. So right. it's like and for people who like it, uh, hey, eat it up. Like I'm not hating on it. Uh, but for me, anytime I've tried to read the quests pretty quickly, I just end up getting lost. And some of that also is, I mean, again, it's me who's not a story person in a lot of ways right, anyway. So right. that's fair. But the other side of the coin is, is like a lot of the quests are not. I mean, some of them have to do with the quote unquote main story or whatever. But mm -hmm. a lot of them are like, hey, there's some goblins that crashed in the desert out here can you help them repair their plane or something and it's like i don't okay. care yeah <laughs> but they're not central to the story in any right, other way right that's fair that's fair and again that adds though to world building right it, it makes sense that but is is there anything that you're doing 
Like, like, are you exploring zones that you didn't explore before? Or, I mean, you played so much more in the past probably than you are now. So right. is, is that a difference? Are you finding yourself doing things in a more streamlined way? Yeah, I would say, um, I would say so far it, it I, I can't identify something that's just wildly different, really. Um, I, I mean, I've played so much, so much WoW and, and so much MMO beyond that, that I, I probably am pretty... <laughs> pretty set in my ways if you will um so no i can't really think of of, of a ton it, it's funny i when i decided i would respect to healer i was like all right and so i sold all of the gear that i had for my dps spec and then put on whatever terrible healing gear i had and then i was like all right well i should probably go do a quest or, or two to get a couple of updated pieces of gear before i try and heal a dungeon and fail right. <laughs> miserably because i don't have enough mana or something and it was funny because, again, WoW and especially Burning Crusade is so much more streamlined and faster than, uh, you know, EverQuest or Dark Age of Camelot and games like that. And, yeah, I was in such terrible gear and I'm a healing spec, which is, again, obviously not made to fight. So I was doing quests and I was literally having to, like, pull a mob and then sit for 30 seconds between pulls to regain all of my health and mana that I lost. Right. If I pulled two mobs, I'm having to run. Meanwhile, I watch other players show up like Diablo three and literally just pull <laughs> an entire field and mop it up in seconds. And I'm like, this is so inefficient what I'm doing right now that that irked me a bit, but I made it through. Um, so th this, but that was the old way or is this the, no, new? that's, that's, that, that's, that was this okay. time. That okay. was this time. Fair, yeah. fair. Um, this is this is kind of not gaming related, but I think interesting at least. So I don't. We'll see. Um, the audience can judge. <laughs> so one thing about MMOs that is interesting for me is that it it doesn't demand that I um, listen to the game because you play it for hours and hours and hours, and it's not the sound is just not that important. Right. Right. So. Uh, it used to be that I listened to music all the time when I when I played. Now, though, I find myself listening to podcasts and audiobooks. And I, to some extent, this is just a justification for the time I'm spending playing WoW, certainly. <laughs> Look, um, I'm, I'm learning while I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, but really, though, like it's it's like if I'm playing WoW, like I can I've sat and listened to some really, really insightful and interesting podcasts. And like I said, listen to some audiobooks mm -hmm. just in this time already while playing WoW. And it, that isn't something I would do when playing almost any other game unless it was another MMO. And so it's like I've actually found I, I, it's not fair to say that I'm being more productive because, again, I'm playing World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it is interesting that I'm able to like it is a way for me to actually insert more intellectually stimulating content <laughs> <laughs> because the game is so undemanding. Well, and you're also so aware of like, you've already done all of it before. So you, right. can, so this time through, you don't even really have to pay that much attention. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, here's a new thing. I, this time, this, at this point in life, I Did have get one a of different those... color weapon. I have the MMO mouse that has 12 oh, thumb buttons. Oh. So I'm actually able to do all of the healing and everything 
all with one hand. Like <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me that you went with the blue tunic instead of the, the green one or something. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> Same colors too. <laughs> well, it's true. It, you go, I'm, I'm going into tree form, so I actually can't see my gear oh, okay. most of the time anyway. Fair, it's just a fair. static image. Um, <laughs> but um, but anyway, all of that was just to say that, yeah, it's actually been, it's been kind of fun to do that again, to, to be able to like combine two enjoyable hobbies. Again, it used to be music because podcasts were technically out, but I didn't know about them back then. Right, right. Um, so yeah, that's been a, a, a kind of a refreshing thing to do as well, but. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, so kind of piggybacking on the MMO theme, um, and really, it, I almost said it earlier, but I wanted to finish talking about Burning Crusade a bit. But it also ties into this idea of like them starting new worlds and like starting the game over and over and over again. So on your podcast, Dungeons and Dinners, um, you recently had a uh, an episode and now I'm not going to be able to say that. What's the word? Is what's the, the word? The charcuterie? There we go. Thank okay. you. I wasn't sure what episode you were going to try to bring up. So I actually <laughs> didn't know how to say that word until you did the episode. Then I heard you say it a lot and I was like, oh, cool. I got it. But clearly I didn't commit it to memory. <laughs> so I'll have to listen again. Um, by the way, excellent episode. People should go check it out. And I'm not just saying that because we're co-hosts. It really is a, a great episode. But in that episode, you're talking about uh, variety, right? And mm -hmm. you're talking about variety in food and then relating that to how people could could add variety and do like one shot campaigns in D&D especially maybe if a group is is new, right? It's right. a way to kind of get to know people and see what people are engaged by and, and that mm -hmm. sort of stuff, which is a really cool idea that I had never considered. It's a, it's a lot better than jumping into what could be a years long campaign with a bunch of people that you may not like. So yeah, or that may not be interested in, in what the meat and potatoes of that campaign would right. be. Right, right. Hey, Walker, do you know our podcast is almost big enough to start selling ads? Yeah, I had noticed that. So what do you think? Should we go mattress company, VPN, some mobile game? Uh, I was kind of thinking maybe coffee. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some good free trade local. No, no, no. Like Ko-Fi, like donations. Oh, oh, right. So so we we do ads for Ko-Fi and for coffee. I mean, I guess that could work. But I was thinking that people could support the show with really small donations about the cost of a cup of coffee. And then we could skip talking talking about mattress companies or mobile games and just keep all of that content out of the show, uh, they can just head over to our Ko-Fi page over at ko-fi.com slash pod and contribute to us there. Oh, I get it. So you're saying even if our listeners donated a single dollar over at ko-fi.com slash pod, it would go a long way towards funding the podcast. And in the future, we could even offer cool things like merch or rewards and stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's definitely one way that we can pay our bills, keep our mics hot and keep the show going. And if they can't donate, that's okay too let's just let him get back to enjoying the show there's a new game a new mmo that has finally gotten a release date and it's it's this july I, I, i'm such a terrible journalist i don't know what the date is specifically but whatever okay. in july there is an mmo releasing called crowfall uh that's been in development for i want to say six years now is it this started... the amazon one or no that's a new world Did that already come out no that was scheduled for release I think last May. Okay. And then COVID happened. COVID, yeah. And then it got pushed to like August. And then they were like, yeah, it's just not very fun. So we're going to go back <laughs> to the drawing board. Well, I mean, at least they're honest with themselves about it. Yeah. That's I, fair. That's fair. I, I, obviously, sidebar here, but I don't, I don't know. On the one hand, it's like, it's really easy to be skeptical of like 
uh, Amazon's going to create a game, really. They're not a game studio. Right. And they did create another game last year that I don't even remember the name of now, and it failed really hard, really fast. It was like an arena shooter type thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't even last a month, I don't think. Um, so that's that doesn't bode well for their MMO. But on the other hand, Amazon is not a game company. Right. So if they don't quit, which they did on the other game very quickly, yeah. so again, doesn't bode well. But if they don't quit, they have pretty much infinite resources to dump into right. an MMO. So they could just kind of no man's sky their way through. Yes. Like. <laughs> yes. Perfect example. Yeah. I mean, it's like as long I mean, they've got the resources as long as they're willing to, to continue to to iterate and develop. They could arguably make a great game, even if it comes out of the gate bad. But um, anyway, no, Crowfall is a game that, that, that started as a Kickstarter, uh, I think, in, like I said, 2015. And then last year got a really big private investment. Um, to kind of push it across the finish line and, and has been in a closed beta for uh, six or eight months at this point. Um, but the reason that it's interesting is not just because it's an MMO. It is doing something that the battle royale genre has has really, I, I think, is the reason that it thrives so much, which is that it's constantly new, right? Like there's not really right. a lot of persistence. But an MMO, like persistence is... It's is the, the thing yeah. yeah right so in crowfall what they're doing is you create a character and the character there's two different kinds of servers there are home servers which are persistent where players can build things build you know structures and whatever um However, that's not really the meat and potatoes of the game. That's kind of like a hub for people to go back to. Right. And then what it does, and I don't remember if they're called worlds or campaigns or or what they're called, but then what the plan for the game is, is it will release a standalone campaign that is effectively an instance of the MMO world that you, you, you join with your character. And it's, 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 um, it's like a sandbox style game, right? Okay. So it's not like WoW or Final Fantasy fourteen. More like a it, Valheim sort of thing. Uh, more like, yeah, more or like an Albion Crafty or okay, Albion. Okay, more like Albion Online or I can't remember the name of the game you played, but that space one you played, um, the space oh, sandbox. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not space engineers, but the the, the dual universe. Yes, one. thank yeah. you. Yeah, and what I mean by that is like. Yeah, it's open and you can do whatever, but there's also not predetermined factions, right? right? And there's not um, PvP is not restricted in the same way. Like the the game is built around kind of a guild versus guild idea. So in Crowfall, though, all of these campaigns are finite and have an end date. Mm. So eventually, the world there and the way they plan to end it is like a world ending. Oh, cataclysmic wow. event will come and just destroy everything so all Ex- of these planets are doomed to die right but you can still go there and try to extract what you can exactly and so you i don't think you take literally everything but there are certain items that you can then take back to the home world server if you will that are then persistent and could carry over um and and so your character stays persistent to some extent so you don't have right. to level from zero every time necessarily but 
constantly starting new campaigns and new worlds, hmm. which is awesome because the problem with sandbox MMOs, I mean, I can't believe I didn't say that the biggest example of a sandbox MMO is Eve Online. Oh, right. I was thinking I, I was going to bring it up eventually. So, yeah. And so, but the problem with Eve Online now, especially, I mean, but this is true. It just gets more true with each passing moment is that the hill to climb to get in feels so intimidating because you're going potentially against people who just have years of time invested right. before you. And it, it, you know, and so that doesn't just translate into like game knowledge. That's also resource accumulation and character power curve mm -hmm. accumulation. Right. And so, yeah, in Crowfall, they're, they're trying to subvert that by having these new campaigns. So if new players want to come in, they could potentially join a campaign as it's starting. And now they're maybe not on a one-to-one -one even playing field with someone who's played for but a, a long time. Closer. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, that was, that, that kind of reminds me of actually closer to space engineers when I joined those like RP servers that had different restrictions. Mm -hmm. So every one of the servers that they spun up would have a whole new set of rules and gravity and resource distribution and what's going to be rare, what people are going to fight over and how are they going to fight over it? And then, sure, some of the guilds would come through from one to the other. Some would be fractured. Some people would start solo and end up in a group or whatever. And but yeah, but then even if they were even if you join in near the end and everybody's super powerful, well, in a month or two, that campaign's over and you can learn what you need to learn about. Like, yeah, you're not going to know how to build all of the things, especially if you're starting the whole game of space engineers on that type of server. But people will be able to show you the ropes. And then when the new server spins up, then you feel like you are now on the level playing field. It's not an infinite wall to climb to get level. It's the end of one campaign. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a really I think it's a really great idea. I mean, and again, like I said earlier, I think it's really the reason that Battle Royale is as successful as it is, is because it allows you to jump in and have a fresh and dynamic experience each time, right? right? Like you're not just way behind. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's really interesting to see an MMO take that approach. Now, you know, Crowfall's not put out by a Blizzard or, right. you know, Bethesda like Elder Scrolls Online. So I don't know. I don't know how successful it will ultimately yeah. be because it's kind of an indie. But there's even, I mean, I think the secret world is still running. Yeah. Like, I mean. Yeah, now, for sure. They're they're a little bit bigger, but I there are still some some more fringe places where it, it goes to show that you don't need infinite money to keep something like that running. And really, it's probably just bad accounting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, EverQuest 2 just released another expansion, I think, last year or maybe it was late 2019. But and EverQuest 2 was never really that popular. Right. And it's still not technically dead. Right. So you're absolutely right. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I don't know to the extent of what Crowfall will offer, but there's conversation about, or at least I've read things about them doing servers that are like this server, the rule set or the campaign or the story or whatever makes it so that only elves and dwarves can be on it. Oh, that's kind of cool. So maybe if you had like a human character or something, if you want to play on this server, you would have to re-roll right. one of these new races or whatever. And I, so I, I don't know. I think, I think there's just a lot of potential for some really neat ideas to come out of that. Um, and, and actually, you know, when you're talking about space engineers and how maybe one guild transitions from one to the next and, and whatever, 
but then maybe there's also some splintering and stuff. I, I think that's a really excellent point and something that could be really cool because that is another problem with these forever persistent games is that you the, get the, the mega corp. Yeah, exactly. And and there's always drama and there's always splintering. Mm-hmm. But if they have such a stranglehold on resources and power, people are just like, yeah, but what's the point? Right. But if there's new servers starting, people will be much more bold and willing to be like, yeah, I'm out of here on those guys. Right. right. But you'll get a lot more of that drama and a lot more of those kind Hopefully. of player driven storylines. Yeah. 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 And obviously, who knows? Um, how it'll ultimately all play out, but uh, it's probably the first time I've been excited to hear of a new MMO release. Right. I don't know, in a very long time. Uh, I mean, Albion Online was probably the last time, and even then, I just read about it right when it came out, where I've actually been watching Crowfall for two or three years now. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, I just... I didn't know if it was ever going to actually release. Right, right. Because it's a Kickstarter thing and then Mm -hmm. independently funded. Um, And, you know, they were going to have a beta and then that was delayed by some period of time and that sort of stuff. And, like, I actually almost signed up for the beta when it first started. But (laughs) I learned the lesson uh, of... uh, The Starbound. Thank you. (laughs) I'm on. I got (laughs) you. Yeah, I learned the lesson of Starbound and I was like... Because people said, they were like, look, it's not finished yet. It's it's early stage. So if you want to help shape it, then get in. But otherwise, it's not a full game. And I was like, you know what? No. (laughs) Yeah, I thought I learned my lesson and then I went and played Dual Universe. And I'm actually kind of glad that I I was really half-tempted to try to resub and keep going. And I, I don't follow a lot of gaming news anymore. But uh, what little I have seen of it kind of trickle back up to the surface. I don't know any specifics and I can't speak to it at all because I didn't dive deep into any of the after my sub expired. But it only seems like drama, mismanagement and undelivered promises mm. um, from the developer. Kind of a, yeah, for just a steady stream of that yeah. coupled with player drama and a broken economy that like every game thinks that they have the solution to our economy will never break. And every single one of them breaks, <laughs> including yeah, well, the, the U S economy with like just wall street bets. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I, the thing is, is that I don't know, especially when there's one centralized currency, like gold right. or something. Yeah. It, it just seems like it's almost impossible to get away from in a game that allows you to infinitely generate that currency by killing creatures oh, yep. that also infinitely spawn, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because people will do that forever. forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gabe Newell even said he spent a few months as a wow gold farmer just to see what it was like, just to understand mm-hmm. where that space was. So, um, yeah, I think uh, definitely MMO economies are always challenging, um i don't know some of them some of them have worked but most of them yeah seem to be have some some big problems eventually um but anyway yeah so excited to be playing burning crusade again and uh and looking forward to crowfall this this summer uh i don't i I don't know if i'll pick it up day one probably i'll probably try and pick it up as early as i can Just to just to see, you know what no, I mean? I'm, just, like, I'm laughing because like, oh, I've only been following it for three years, but I don't know if I'm actually going to buy it. Yeah, Coming right. from Walker, who is like, 
<laughs> if it was me, it would be believable. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm still on the fence. It's a half off sale three years after it's released. It's got nothing but 100% reviews on Metacritic, and I followed it for seven years. But mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, so there's one other game that I want to mention briefly. Yeah. Um, it, it, anyway, so it's on the, the Xbox PC pass. And I say that because I did not and would not pay for it mm. um, and would not suggest that anyone would. Uh, sorry, whoever made it. <laughs> uh, and that game is a game that releases an epic exclusive called Man Eater. Okay. Where you play as not a great white shark, which is like, really, you're not going to just go for the gonna, shark yeah, trope. If, so you're a shark, but you're not a great white shark. You're a bull shark. Okay. Well, why? Yeah, no, I agree. Like right. if you're not going to do great white, then you've got to at least do like hammerhead. Right. You got to be like, iconic. cool. Yeah. Right. Not something where I need uh whatever water animal degree to understand what it's <laughs> called. Anyway. Um, it's a, so I'm torn. I feel two ways about it. Oh. So I'll explain the negative way first and then the positive way. Okay. So the negative way is it is, it is truly a terribly playing game as someone who cares about <laughs> game mechanics almost only. It's like, it is only passable because of the context. Like it only, it, it it's only even mildly acceptable because it's like, well, I'm a shark, I guess. And that's, different um but yeah i mean you just swim around and bite stuff like <laughs> it's it's very sloppy and uh yeah not not very much not very much fun as, as far as that goes and the like it's not just the aesthetic i mean it's, it's not just how it looks but it, it's like the i don't know i don't know what word to use the vibe of it is just like it's like it's like frat guy shark game or something. Do you ever get laser beams on your freaking forehead? I don't I don't literally know if laser beams, but yeah, that's okay. actually the way it goes is okay. you you develop skills that like and and to be clear, I didn't get that far in and I don't care. I don't care if anyone <laughs> rebuts. I don't Not care. Not worth one minute. I don't believe you. I don't yeah. believe you. <laughs> Um, yeah, like early on you develop, you, or you get the chance to unlock like the electric bite. So you shoot electricity out so, of your mouth so as you bite. You say it plays horribly. How is it played? Is it like a 2d like flash game, shark swimming game? Is it like a 3d? Oh, no, it looks good. Well, I mean, for know. a shark, a game where you're a shark that bites stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 the problem with it is it's not like, oh, this looks so terrible all the time. Yeah, you play third person view, you know, behind the shark swimming through the water. Um, the reason I say it plays terribly is just that the combat itself is just very button mashy because, again, all you can all you're doing is biting. You have like a tail whip option <laughs> to whip them with your tail and stun them. But it's just like this is it's just dumb. Right. Um, and primarily you're you are fighting other water creatures, but then you're just eating. You have a lot of missions to like go eat people and fight shark hunters and stuff like that. Is there like, is this like a goat simulator kind of thing? No, where it's like, no, Marie or I mean, 
so yes, but it's humory in like a. I feel bad to say this because I like this franchise, but it's like a, it's like a all the bad parts of Borderlands humor. Okay, it's that brand, but just that part without the good stuff. Just that part without the underlying like, wow, that's actually really dark. <laughs> fair, fair. You know, like, um, yeah. I mean, especially Borderlands too, so brilliantly yeah. written. But, but anyway, so like, so for example. Uh, exhibit a of it playing terribly there's just a bunch of people on like a on a beach and then some on like this big dock and i have a mission to like eat like 10 of them or something okay well you can you can jump out of the water and like splash back down into it but you can also jump out of the water onto land now you start to suffocate pretty quickly so you have to get back in the water i would say within 20 seconds i don't know it's not instant but it's pretty quick right <laughs> but you can definitely just belly flop along the land and eat people <laughs> that way so the way i completed that specific task was i ate a couple of people on the beach and then i just hopped on the dock and just went down the line <laughs> hopping on my belly on the dock and i was like this is so bad like this is such, this is so terrible um so in fairness, though, like I said, I haven't played a ton, so I don't I mean, maybe the upgrade paths become interesting. I don't think so, though. Again, I don't believe it. Right. I don't know that that's going to change the, the base gameplay. Right. Right. Exactly. Like getting a couple of more button combos to press wouldn't make it. Unless you start like jumping out of the sea to take down 747 airliners and like yeah, cruise it, ships, which I mean, could be different. It's but. like the opposite of like a Dark Souls or a Ninja Gaiden where right. it's like, hey, here's this action game and it's got this really tight, refined combat and you really have to practice it and understand it to succeed at all. It's the opposite. It's this like is just how press fast space can you press eat. A? Right. Yeah, yeah, yep. exactly. Um, so that's how I feel about it in a negative way. However, the only reason that I can't just completely just like hate that it exists is there some part of me, which is why I downloaded it, despite knowing I would never buy it, um, right. which I decided when I saw it on Epic a year ago, um, is that I do appreciate a game studio taking a chance yeah. on uh, which <laughs> the first 10 minutes I just did is why they don't take a chance. <laughs> Render some unplayable garbage. But I, I do appreciate that they tried to make something that is completely outside the box, right? I mean, right. the only other game I've played that I can think of that reminds me of this all is like Echo the Dolphin from Sega Genesis. Right. Uh, and I don't even remember that that well. Really, it's just because you're swimming around as a dolphin. So it's kind of <laughs> the same. You're in the water and you're kind of a gray fish looking thing. So. Yeah, exactly. Like, Close enough. <laughs> yeah, that's similar. Mammal, uh, fish, who cares? <laughs> yeah, they're all the same. Um but yeah, so I don't, there's a part of me that appreciates that. And there's also a part of me that appreciates trying to make a game where the player is the villain, mm -hmm. uh, like X morph defense does that. Right. And that might be the best version of it that I've played. I don't know. Um, I liked Carrion a lot. Well, but so, so Carrion and I didn't play, I didn't finish Carrion. I played it for, I don't know, an hour or something. Right. Carry on was cool, and you can answer this again better than I can because I didn't finish it. But like, a, it's pretty brief, yeah. And b, 
would you, I mean, I, I think the answer is no. So I'm not trying to lead your, your answer, mm -hmm. but I mean, is it really arguably one of the better Metroidvanias you've ever played? Um, now I haven't played a ton of Metroidvanias. Sure. I would say that for its length, yes. I think there's a lot of Metroidvanias that have you run all the way across the map needlessly until you get a certain power up that just all that power up does is take away your need to run all the way across the map because now you can use the shortcut. Right. And there's not really too terribly much of that in Carrion. Right. Um, a lot of it is mostly that it's almost like the Metroidvania part is not necessary, but is there to allow you to get lost when you think you can't solve a puzzle, but you ah. can. And so you actually can solve the puzzle. You just don't realize it until right. you go experiment and play with your ability some or chain them in a different way or do something differently. There's a little bit of actual backtracking, but not as much as I did. Much of it is not necessary. So. Right. I guess my my sentiment with these games. So there's another one on Xbox PC Pass that I think you played way back in the day uh, called Destroy All Humans. Yes, I um, played the original like uh was it 360 i think it was 360 i think version. it maybe even before that like, i don't know but it's old yeah whatever it is it's old yeah um so uh, like i and i've i so i've started playing the remastered version of that or whatever again not super far into it but i feel and, and that game is better than maneater just okay. period so i'm not lumping it in the maneater category in that way however i feel like games where the player is the villain struggle to break free from from the novelty that you're the villain okay like, yeah like the game is constantly really leaning on the fact that like yeah but you're the bad guys so look at this crazy bad thing that you're doing and they're just not really as as good in my experience as their counterparts where that's not the premise Right. I get I get the feeling from all of this, like they struggle in the same way that like B horror movies do where they can't decide if they're comedy or just suck at being horror. Yeah, that's a, Yeah, that's a, that's an excellent that's an excellent point where it's almost like like we're kidding unless you say yes. Like, right. oh, it's all campy. Oh, you liked it? No, no, yeah, I was serious. Was yeah, serious. of course. Like like you've got some <laughs> like Blair witches that try to lean a little bit more serious. Right. But then you've got like uh you know evil darkness and mm -hmm. and the evil dead so it's like the first evil dead is like kind of trying to be serious and then everybody took it as campy and then they leaned super hard into the campy which is fine right because the first one was like super indie budget film time but like it i get that same feeling from some like i think if you're gonna do a shark game just lean in and go full sharknado and like just lean into the ridiculousness like a like a goat simulator kind of thing like See, I, think I think it works better that way i think Maneater is more in that direction than not like again it, it's it's not entirely but it's a doing a game. bad job of doing that yeah it's just not it's not my brand it to me it doesn't resonate as funny at all and like honestly i think it and i don't i don't know if this would be better but again the the actual mechanics of playing as a shark just aren't that exciting because right. you just have a mouth. Um, so it might be a lot more interesting if like it was a stealth game where right. you're eating swimmers on the beach, 
but, but trying not to be detected exactly and like and that's what actually... i was gonna ask i was like yeah but if you jump out of the water all the people run away and then you lose the mission right yeah like... you just hop on the on the land and eat them <laughs> that way and As even when you start run through the invisible wall <laughs> yeah even if, even if you start suffocating your life you still have your life bar so it's not like you immediately have to get in the water even you can still string that along a little bit <laughs> i think like i think it'd be a lot better if they were to play it more like tony hawk pro skater 2 where you've got to jump out of the water and then like do kick flip and then like a 360 twist and then if you eat somebody on the grind down the dock then it's right. like bonus points but yeah well but this is what i mean like all of these games all go that way where it's right. like well let's let's make sure we add some campy element to it and it's like again why don't we just do a really dark sociopathic right. version of a like shark. Like if we're going to do Jaws the game where you right. are the shark. Yeah. Then, like there's a real threat, which is there's people trying to get you and you are either trying to scare certain people or trying not to get seen and just eat everyone. Right. And they're people with technology and you're a fish. See, so, I mean, I kind of do like that about Carrion is that yeah, they they do a pretty good job of especially early. You're very vulnerable. But even once you're big, like they get bigger, there'll be guys with force fields and machine guns that can rip you to shreds. So it is more of a stealth game and less. And it also doesn't like it doesn't ever put you in a situation where it's just like, here's a room full of hostage children like be, go be evil and eat them. You get extra points for it if you do. Like there's none of that. It's just right. You have an agenda and you're trying to achieve that agenda, which is escape. And so everything feels like it's in service to that instead of evil for evil's sake. Yeah, I think that um I think that I think that Carrion is probably and again with my limited experience with it, but it was actually the least campy. Yeah. Like I I didn't feel like it was campy at all actually. I mean No yeah it's indie yes campy no yeah agreed agreed and amusing to see like the little leg dangle out or something sure <laughs> but but not campy still right um there is one game that comes to mind that i will say now that i should play but we both know i won't because i what do i play except wow um and that's a game that came out a few years ago called tyranny that's an rpg like a uh crpg style game oh okay where you do play as like evil overlord. Right. And I would be interested to see, cause it's in the, in the vein of like a pillars of eternity, if you're familiar, or like a mm -hmm. Baldur's gate kind of thing. Right. So that might be, cause I'm sure that's not campy. Cause those games, right. That they style of game is not pretty campy. seriously. Yeah. Right. So that might be a good, a good example. It can also um, just be hard to, I think the reason that things lean campy in a lot of these types of games, and even in some of the B movies and stuff is it's hard to relate as like to get the person invested as the main character mm -hmm. without like, so they have to lean on the like, haha, it's, it's funny. See, cause like, it's all, it's all a joke. We don't want you to actually be like an evil person, which is like, hilarious because every other game is like, why is call of duty popular then? Because you're just running around as a person murdering people <laughs> just, or just like a GTA where it's like, yeah, you're not a half beast. You're not a half bad dude. You're on the way to recovery. Meanwhile, you're dropping tanks uh, onto aircraft carriers and like... right, right. And just massacring. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I, like I get what you mean. And and I think you're probably right is it's like. It's almost the darkness, if you will, of of making an evil character, the protagonist 
is not a comfortable space. Yeah, I think it's more like like, yeah, you you may be evil in Call of Duty and and GTA, but your character isn't like those are your actions. Yeah, I, I don't know, though. It's kind of like um, and this is such a weird non sequitur. But it's kind of like I think it's the fifth Fast and the Furious movie where they're in Brazil and the end of the movie, like the the big climactic, you know, billion dollar action scene or whatever, is they they have yanked a like building size bank safe out of a bank and they're pulling it with a cable behind a vehicle on the yeah. highway. Right. And they're just driving. I mean, it's Fast and the Furious. So they're driving as fast and crazy, fast of and course, furious as they there can you go. Yep. And this enormous safe is just fishtailing and swinging all over the place behind them. And it wipes out buildings, cars, just completely obliterates this town that they're in. And they're the heroes. Like, <laughs> like they're the they're the good guys or whatever. They're the protagonists. And it's like nothing about this is acceptable. Like, like any is... of the any of the comics about like like the Power Rangers or the Avengers or anything where it's like, we won and only 500 humans died. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, it's like, I think it was Transformers is a Transformers parody. That was that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a hundred percent that where it's just like, I mean, I, I get that the narrative is that these are the good guys, but they're not good guys just because right. they don't believe they're evil. In <laughs> fact, that may make them more evil because they're completely <laughs> blind. To they're the just fact narcissistic that... psychopaths. Yeah, like it's just like, oh my god! They're like, look how much fun, and how cool we are. And it's like, no, 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 no. But my one daughter had cancer, so that justified this entire town. Yeah, or my girlfriend it. broke up with me in a way that I found dissatisfying. <laughs> like it's not even a cancer story. That it's would be... just a Chad story. Yeah, really. exactly. And it's just like, no, no. So I feel like Call of Duty is actually more like that, where like, yeah, the narrative is that they're the good guys, but but have you seen America? <laughs> I mean, the, and again, I'm just going all over the place at this point. Uh, we won't put any of these in the title, um, but like <laughs> Ghost Recon Wildlands, which I know I talked about more than once, but like that was the ultimate version of American exceptionalism unintentionally, where like you just show up in these in this remote place and just kill people indiscriminately. And the character just has voice lines like one less bad guy. Whenever you kill someone, right. it's like you don't know who like they that were was. a farmer. Right. Right. Like, yeah, he had an AK, but they're not invading America. Like you right. went there to kill right. them. So anyway. Um so man ma Maneater. <laughs> yeah, so Maneater, I uh I, I like if you have Xbox PC pass and are willing to spend 20 minutes to see something that you otherwise wouldn't, sure. Uh if you have high expectations. Uh, tough uh and if you hate my takes on everything and think i'm wrong constantly then hey maybe it's the game for you i mean i'm half tempted to go play it so yeah i more I than hope, i was beforehand <laughs> i hope you do and i hope you love it that i completion <laughs> it and like... uh, there's no way there's Walker, no you missed way the part where i took down the moon <laughs> yeah i'm sure that's in there i'm sure that's in there why not why not but anyway so um so why yeah. does Maneater matter? I have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 
You know you what? I saved it for last. You should have led with it and not gotten your spark on WoW. <laughs> I will. I will do why all of them matter. So, Burning Crusade matters. Um, it's a. It's a. It matters to me because of the social element of it. Like that's why I'm. I'm back and there again. You can beat for beat, relive your every heartbeat of eleven years ago. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Um. But no, it's it's a it's a it is a fun it is a fun social thing and um, the 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 requirement to get caught up now is not as intense as it was before because I don't have to start from level one to catch all the way back up like I'm already at the starting point um, so I think that'll be I think that will be rewarding. Well, and it, it does sound like you're sorry. I mean, it just straight up no. interrupt every point you have in your why gaming matters, but. Uh, it also sounds like it's allowing you to make some podcasts more interesting, which. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say make them more interesting, but just listen to more podcasts, That's right? It's, it's giving me me time to listen to more. Uh, the thing with me in, in podcasting is like, I just, I can't just sit still and listen. Like I have to be doing something else, but I already go on one to two hours of walks per day. I play with my dog a lot. Like I already do a lot of other things where I do listen. There's only so much laundry. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so it is, it is cool to, to have another, another avenue of time to listen to, to that stuff. Um, Crowfall, I think is, is trying to do something rare, which is innovate in the MMO space in a genre that a lot of people think is dying or died a long time ago. Um, and the popular games like, wow, uh, you can't accuse wow of being incredibly innovative at this point with the MMO space. Um, and then Maneater. I mean, yeah, I would not obviously I'd give it a thumbs down, but I do think it I do think it's cool to see someone try something uh, and it it sucks when it fails as miserably as I think that did. But I don't think that means that that there shouldn't be risk taken in making a new kind of game or a game that's completely unorthodox. Um, and I think the villain game has uh, could be cool. It just has to be done in a, in a different way than, than it has here. Um, but yeah, I, I ultimately, I think they're all, they all have some value, even man eater. <laughs> all right. Well, if, if even man eater can get a little bit of value, then I suppose yeah. it's worth it. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's all for our episode today. If you like this episode, consider buying us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko ficom slash P U I S pod, or just tell a friend about us. It really does make a difference. All of our links and social accounts are available in the show notes. And if you want to hear more from either of us outside of gaming, my other podcast, The Walk Show, talks about the walk of life while interviewing various guests. And Brett's podcast, Dungeons and Dinners, is where the love of fantasy is food for thought. <laughs>